This episode of On The Record is brought to you by Weasler Engineering. Whether you need low power for occasional use or high power for the toughest jobs, Weasler's PTO drive shafts have you covered. To learn more or to find the right PTO for you, visit www.weasler.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On The Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. In his recently released executive order, U.S. President Joe Biden made comments connecting ag equipment industry consolidation with the right to repair movement. He encouraged the FTC to limit manufacturers' ability to place restrictions on independent and DIY repairs of equipment. The language in the executive order specifically addresses the concentration of the ag market, stating, the markets for seeds, equipment, feed, and fertilizer are now dominated by just a few large companies meaning family farmers and ranchers now have to pay more for these inputs. It goes on to make a connection between consolidation in the ag equipment industry and the right to repair debate, stating, Corporate consolidation even affects farmers' ability to repair their own equipment or to use independent repair shops. Powerful equipment manufacturers, such as tractor manufacturers, use proprietary repair tools, software, and diagnostics to prevent third parties from performing repairs. For example, when certain tractors detect a failure, they cease to operate until a dealer unlocks them. That forces farmers to pay dealer rates for repairs that they could have made themselves or that an independent repair shop could have done more cheaply. Biden follows this by encouraging the FTC to limit powerful equipment manufacturers from restricting people's ability to use independent repair shops or do DIY repairs. Mark Johnson, CPA and partner at ag consulting firm K. Coasam, says the Biden administration has framed this issue around the impact repair restrictions have on independent repair shops. What they've couched this around is, is it unfair that dealerships have gotten so big and that uh, manufacturers have gotten so consolidated that the average uh, mechanic out there is trying to make a living because he's trying to repair equipment. They're couching it around trying to protect that guy. Um, So I don't, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm I, I think our biggest concern is for the dealerships themselves and still that whole right to repair issue. This week's dealers on the move are Florida Coast Equipment, WC Tractor, and Van Wall Equipment. Florida Coast Equipment, the largest Kubota dealer in Florida, announced plans for a new dealership in Homestead to serve Miami-Dade County. The dealership will break ground on the new facility within the next 12 months and will immediately begin hiring 20 new team members over the next 60 days. Texas Kubota dealer OWC Tractor has purchased the assets of W.A. Vernau & Sons, commonly known as Vernau Steely Tractor. This brings W.C. Tractor to six locations. Iowa-based John Deere dealer Van Wall Equipment has acquired the assets of Brake Implement in Mason City, Iowa. This will be Van Wall's 32nd location, spanning Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, and Nebraska. Now here's Ben Thorpe with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. According to the results of the 8th Annual Strip-Till Operational Benchmark Study, nearly 75% of strip-tillers indicated they utilized RTK-level GPS correction in line with last year's survey. Last year was the first time the percentage dipped below 80% in five years, and another almost 20% of farmers indicated they relied on either GLONASS or WAS for GPS, and about 6% said they didn't use any level of correction for strip-till. For the seventh year in a row, John Deere topped the list as the most popular brand of GPS used by strip tillers. 
Some 44% of strip tillers utilized deer guidance in 2020, in line with the prior year. Trimble was the second most used system by 25% of strip tillers, followed by Ag Leader at 17%, then Case IH at about 11%. Looking at what new technology strip tillers had added or planned to add in 2021, about 40% of respondents cited variable rate seeding, and another nearly 47% cited variable rate fertilizer application systems as planned purchases this year. Another 35% have added or plan to add implement guidance in 2021, and 24% plan to purchase Ag Data Management Service or support. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. In its recent second quarter earnings report, Artsway Manufacturing reported consolidated sales of $5.7 million for the second quarter and $11.1 million for the first half of the year. This represents a 4.8% year-over-year increase in second quarter sales and a 6.1% increase for the first half of the year. Second quarter sales in the company's agricultural product segment were $3.9 million compared to $3.1 million during the same period in fiscal 2020, an increase of 25.6%. Year-to-date, agricultural product sales were $7.4 million compared to $6 million during the same period in fiscal 2020, a 22.1% increase. Artsway attributed the large increase in revenue to a strengthening agricultural economy and government assistance programs to farmers during the COVID-19 pandemic. Artsway saw a 65% increase in grinder mixer sales year-over-year and is showing a 25% increase in manure spreader sales year-over-year. The company said its backlog continues to be strong heading into the third quarter of fiscal 2021 and that it anticipates improved results for the second half of fiscal 2021. Though it added that fulfillment of the backlog will depend on whether components suppliers are able to deliver or not. According to results from the 2021 Equipment Dealers Association Dealer Manufacturer Relations Report, Kubota has received its lowest overall rating from its dealers in the last eight years, making it the lowest rated full-line manufacturer in this year's report. As of 2021's report, Kubota reported a total mean score of 4.31, just behind New Holland at 4.44 becoming the lowest-rated full-line manufacturer for the first time in eight years. In the same time period, New Holland was reported as the lowest-ranked full-line manufacturer every other year, aside from 2018 when Case IH received the lowest overall score of 4.08. For the report, dealers are asked to rate their manufacturers on a scale of 1 to 7 in 12 categories. Based on the average of those categories over the last eight years, Kubota has seen only declines, dropping from 5.66 to 4.31. This represents a 23.9% decline and gives Kubota an eight-year average score of 5.14. It's worth noting that while Kubota's overall score reached a record low this year, the mean score of all full-line manufacturers rose in the 2021 report to 4.9, up from 4.78 in 2020. When asked to comment on the EDA report scores, Todd Stuckey, Senior Vice President, Marketing Product Support and Strategic Projects at Kubota, gave the following statement. We have taken concerted actions to turn these numbers around by improving our processes to regain dealer confidence in Kubota wherever it has lapsed. To this end, we have a very active dealer advisory board, which we established to share and exchange opinions, ideas, and suggestions to further develop meaningful courses of actions that help both our businesses grow. These processes are underway and will continue to be refined as we continue to work together to meet increased product demand more efficiently and effectively. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessetermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.